want to make some comments on the Sunday's message, which you will also find on this YouTube channel. I spoke about uh, the necessity of being baptized with the Holy Spirit in relation to being a witness of Jesus Christ. And I was speaking really in the context of a church or churches. And we looked at various scriptures. We looked at um, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, for instance, where Jesus said, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me and this is really the, the crux of everything to do with being a christian in as much as that if we do not receive the holy spirit and he's promised to everyone who repents and everyone who believes on the lord jesus christ I would say without hesitating that this was the object of the incarnation, the objective of the in incarnation. That men and women should receive the very spirit of God to live in them, abide in them, and to make jesus christ real in them i believe that is the true gospel message and without the holy spirit i believe it's absolutely impossible and scripture bears this out absolutely impossible to live the christian life because the apostle paul said that in Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified. I am crucified with Jesus Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's what it is. That's what it is to be a Christian. That the life of Jesus Christ should be lived in us and through us. I don't think there's any other message you will find in the New Testament writings. But that very message. You'll find it repeated again and again different epistles. The writer might use different words to describe the same thing. Jesus said that unless a man is born again, he cannot see. If he's born, not born of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And that's what it's all about. It's being born of the Spirit.
That's how we get into the church. That's how we get into God's kingdom. Through baptism in the Holy Spirit. There's different terminology in the New Testament for the same thing. I don't want to go into all of those, but they're there to be read and understood as the Spirit gives us understanding. But the most obvious that stands out above all other testimonies in the New Testament is Pentecost and what Jesus said to his disciples. He commanded them, stay here until you receive the promise of the Father, which you've heard me refer to. That is the only way to be a Christian, the only way to find ourselves no longer in the kingdom of this world, governed by the prince of the power of the air of this world, but to be translated into another kingdom. Unless you're born of the spirit, Jesus said, you cannot enter into the kingdom. There's two kingdoms currently in existence on earth. There's the, the kingdom that's governed by the prince of the power of the air. And there's the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And those that have been baptized in the Holy Spirit have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's Son, the Son of His love. You'll actually read in a good translation. Most say the kingdom of His dear Son. So even as I speak to you now, you have to know, you have to know categorically with no hesitation, no ifs and buts, which kingdom you are in. Are you in the kingdom of God's dear son? Or are you still in the kingdom of darkness? I did say this message would be about what I spoke yesterday and put up on YouTube regarding the church, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus being the bread of life. When a person is truly baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you can find the evidence of this, if you care to read the New Testament, <laughs> I beg your pardon, very dry here today, 35 degrees at the moment, getting hotter. Some lemonade. <clears throat> Only those people who are baptized in the Holy Spirit and no one else 
can't be witnesses to Jesus. <clears throat> That's exactly what I said. You shall be witnesses unto me. You shall be my witnesses when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. No man is a witness of Jesus Christ. No one. Until a person is baptized in the Holy Spirit. There's lots of theories that men have created based on their beliefs. Sometimes based on their beliefs and their experiences. None of those theories, none of them, will stand against the teaching of Jesus Christ and his apostles. So I'm referring to the writings of the New Testament. None of any man's theory, no matter what their name is, what their background is, what denomination they come from, how old they were or are, all those things are irrelevant. It's only the work of God that will stand. And the work of God is this. God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have eternal or everlasting life same thing same word so how do i get everlasting life well as a consequence of jesus going to the cross of calvary and taking our sin upon himself being crucified and the old man adam being crucified with christ that the body the sin that is adam the body i've touched on on this before in these videos the body of sin to be destroyed so when a person is baptized into the whole in the holy ghost they're baptized into the death of jesus christ and the uh, from there on, they know that they're no longer a servant of sin, but they're servants of righteousness unto holiness, and the end thereof is everlasting life. You must understand that. There has to be a process within us. And only the Holy Spirit can make that process, deliver that process, work out that process. We have to work it out with him because God works it in. But only as we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, can he bring us to that place where we're no longer committing sin, but our fruit is unto righteousness and the end thereof is holiness. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So the work of the Holy Spirit is to make us like himself, to make us like God, to make us holy. 
If a person has an unclean spirit, they will be unclean. If a person has a, the spirit of a demon in them, they will be influenced by that demon in their behavior, in the way they think, and the things they say. So if a person is baptized in the Holy Spirit, baptized into the death of Jesus Christ, that process begins. Because it's only through the death of Jesus Christ can the old man, Adam, be dealt with. And Jesus dealt with him. It's finished. There's this misunderstanding because of bad translations of the scripture. It talks about uh, our old nature. That's not what the Bible's talking about. The Bible never talks about our old nature. That is so wrong. Whoever thought that's what Paul was thinking i have no idea whatsoever of what god does in the new covenant it's not an old nature it's the old man it's the corporate man adam the one through whom sin entered into the world that's who jesus dealt with and then we once he's dealt with once that bias once that which within us that led us to sin is dealt with. So we entered into that which Jesus dealt with on the cross and the Holy Spirit makes that real in us. So we then become not the slaves of sin, but the servants of righteousness. And we have our fruit unto holiness, not our fruit unto sin, sinful acts doing sinful things, we now start to bear the fruit of righteousness, which leads unto holiness. And that's God's objective. That was the reason Jesus Christ was born. That's the reason Jesus Christ was crucified, even before the foundation of the world. This was God's plan. This is God's desire. This is God's will. But that old man should be dealt with. And it can only be dealt with if we're baptized in the Holy Spirit. That we can say on a certain day, you might not remember the exact time, on a certain day, in a certain place, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I realized from then on that I've been baptized into the work that Christ accomplished on Calvary. Baptized into his death. And then the Holy Spirit raises up the new man in us. The new man which Christ has created on the cross. Read it in Ephesians chapter 2. Read it later on in Ephesians chapter 4. Read it in Colossians chapter 3. Put on the new man. Have him put on the new man. Something happened on the cross. Jesus dealt with the old man and he created a new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. And that's what a Christian is. He put on the new man. 
when the Apostle Paul says, put off your former style of living. He that stole, steal no more. He that lied, don't lie anymore. Put on the new man, which according to God is created in righteousness and true holiness, not some false piety, but true holiness. Only then can a person be a witness of Jesus Christ, because the witness comes within. The word there, witness, is the word martyr. Okay? And what God does, God does, he makes us martyrs. He deals with the old man. Gives us a new life. And puts a new spirit within us, a new heart. And only then can be, we can be a witness of Jesus Christ. It's foolish, utterly foolish to imagine that we can be a witness to Jesus Christ without the spirit of God. The whole concept is totally bizarre and has no grounds in scripture whatsoever. So if a person, and these days are coming, you mark my words, they're already with us. When those who are really the Lord's, truly born of the Spirit, are persecuted. You know, there's an old saying, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. So you know if something's any good when you start eating it, don't you? It might look good, you know? Might have a nice glaze on the pastry or whatever, whatever it is. It's when you start eating it, you decide, you start judging, don't you? You start to judge whether that's nice food or not. That's where the proof is in the eating. So as persecution comes upon those who are genuinely Christians, and it is coming, it's here, and it's going to get worse. When the persecution comes, and if you're not truly born of the Holy Spirit, that'll be proved to you. And it'll be proved to those who persecute you. But you won't be able to stand. You won't be able to witness to Jesus Christ. And this might come across as a, a harsh word to you. He that denies me before men, I will deny before my father. He that confesses me, I will confess before my father. You see, you, you can't live a life of pretense because it will catch up with you either in this life or in that which is to come. I just want to say this, and I want to say it with love in my heart, which I do, and I hope it's coming ac across to you with the grace that's in my heart. 
for you. Don't be duped into thinking that because you've done this, you've done that, you go along to a church, get involved. I mean, some people are involved with, I remember years ago <clears throat> attending a church in Somerset where they had a, two or three people used to lead the music with the pastor who played the piano. I wouldn't have considered at least one of those persons, maybe two of those people, to be Christians. But because they could play musical instruments, they were put forward. What a deception. What a deception. What a wicked thing that is, really. I hope you're not one of them. I really do. You must be filled with the Holy Ghost. And the only way to be filled with the Holy Ghost is to do what Peter said on the day of Pentecost. To those who said, what shall we do? And Peter said, repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you will receive the Holy Spirit. For the promise is unto you, to your children, and to as many as be far off, as many as the Lord God shall call. I'm sure he's calling you. Why would he call me and not call you? Unless you've got some strange, unbiblical doctrine in your head. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life, everlasting life. I had no idea that I would say these things. I just wanted to come to the computer, just share a few thoughts. But if you are struggling with sin, it's because you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost. I would say that's probably true. Because you've never really been born again, which is as I understand reading my Bible, is the same thing. And I've yet to find anyone to prove otherwise. So, the most important thing for you, if you've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, is to seek God earnestly. You might come to a place of desperation, and that's a good place to come. Because when we get seek the Lord with all our heart, then you'll know that we're real. And if you've already received the Holy Spirit by a baptism in the Holy Spirit, and you're not living in the good of it, 
The Apostle Paul said in Ephesians chapter 5, wake up, wake up. And know what the will of the Lord is. Don't be a fool, but be wise, just like I shared in the message. The foolish virgins had run out of oil. And they wanted the, the wise virgins to give some of their oil to them. And they said, no. You go and get your own oil, just like we had to do. And the, the Apostle Paul talks about those who are foolish and those that are wise. And he continues and says, be filled with the Spirit. So if you've already received the Spirit sometime in the past, Maybe you need to repent. You certainly need to wake up if you're not living, walking in the things of the Spirit. And repent and come to God. He's waiting for you to do that. God's always waiting for us to come on board, to agree with him, to be awake, to hear his voice. So when we read the scripture, God speaks to us that way. And if we're walking with the Lord, he'll speak to you in your heart. Not verbally, you'll just know. God prompted me, that's God speaking to me. Now as the Apostle Paul says, be filled with the Spirit. And you'll know when you're filled with the Spirit because it goes on to, this, on to say, speaking to yourselves in psalms, songs, spiritual songs, making melody in your heart unto the Lord. And he goes on and says various other things about one's behavior and lifestyle, which comes from being full of the Spirit. So if you want to be, and you think you're not, not yet, a witness of Jesus Christ, you need to be filled with the Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and then you will be, as long as we walk in the light, as he is in the light, and have no fellowship with, this, with the works of darkness, have no fellowship with the world. For he that has called you is holy, so be you holy in all your lifestyle, in all your behavior. God, did you know God demands holiness? It's not an option. So if we're baptized into Christ, we will discover that the old man, our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin should be destroyed and it's the body of sin the old man that lives a certain sort of lifestyle lying being dishonest 
committing crimes against God, against his commandments, transgression, transgressing God's commandments. I'll just leave that with you, and I trust that God's spoken to, and I open your heart to the Lord. Say, Lord, I, I really need you to come and work in my life. I want to be a witness of Jesus Christ. I don't want to just be a form of godliness without the power. I want the power of the Holy Ghost in my life, making me a witness of Jesus Christ. There's lots of people that go to church, profess that they know Christ, they have a form of godliness, but they don't have the power. It's like that lampstand. It's got the form of a lampstand, but without the oil, it's useless. And our lives are useless unless we're full of the Holy Spirit. You don't want your life to be useless. I certainly don't want my life to be useless. And that's why Jesus died on Calvary. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit. We should be like him. As John said, he that has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure, even as Christ is pure. So when he appears, we'll be like him. We'll see him as he is. We will be like him. But we won't be like him if we've not been filled with the Holy Spirit and allow God to work in our lives. As God that works in you, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Hallelujah. I commit this word to the Lord and I thank you for listening now. Father, I pray for, for those who have ears to hear. A heart, Lord, to receive. And you work in their lives, even now. And make this word real to them, Lord, by your spirit. We ask this in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you.